With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time once again for the Midweek War. I, of course, am Mad Mike 483 on the Twitters. And uh, we're here to talk some impact and... Oh, man, are we going to talk impact. Uh, with me is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Payton. How are you, sir? All right, I guess. <laughs> After watching the show, I, you know, I've got the, this is a, a decent episode of Impact. Like, it's, it's not the worst. It's not greatest, but it's not the worst. <laughs> All right, and with us, as always, is Antonio Garza. How are you, sir? Hey, Mike. Uh, Eamon, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm glad that Eamon said that because I really, really like this week's impact, and I was ready to defend it with all my heart. So hopefully it will be a, an easy show. We, we will see, won't we? Um, all right, well, we're going to start this off the same way we always do, with our one word. So um, my one word for impact this week is... Cautious. Cautious. Uh, Eamon, what's your one word? Uh, my one word for this week is bomb. <laughs> okay. A cautious bomb so far. Uh, uh, I'll explain it later. Garza, what's your one word this week? Uh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we're going to get into that. All right, um... So I, 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 told, I told the guys I wanted to start off this week, so I'm going to start off with my good. And my good, believe it or not, is the TNA world title scene. Hmm. Yeah! The first segment had so much I liked about it. So, so much I liked about it. Um, Ethan Carter, as always, is phenomenal. We know this. We love this. Uh, Jeff Hardy came out, and I was like, ooh, that's where the segment's going to go downhill. But I was pleasantly surprised. Jeff Hardy uh, came out and gave EC3 his due, which is really good for Jeff to see, you know, logic in professional wrestling for once. Um, and also, one of the subtle things that I'm not sure if you guys picked up on it, but I definitely noticed it. When uh, Ethan was talking to... Um, Jeff, he handed Tyrus the TNA World Title. Tyrus never stopped looking at it. I was just about to say that. I, yeah. I found that really awesome. He couldn't oh. keep his eyes off of it. So good. And TNA does not do subtle things. They do not do subtle things as we will get into later. <laughs> they do not do subtlety. And that was so perfect. Like That had to be a choice from EC3. I have a feeling that had to be his influence. Like, Tyrus, when I hand you a belt, just do not take your eyes off it. Do not look back up at me. I don't care if there's a gunshot in the arena. Do not take your eyes off that title. So good. Um, really, really fun. And it transitioned into something amazing. 
with EC3 telling Jeff he had to start from the bottom, and then Jeff fought Shenron from Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> which was awesome. It was really, really good. Like, uh, just everything about that first segment was fantastic, and I'm like, oh, okay, this, this is, this is really good. I was, I was really enjoying myself. I, I want to give props to Jeff Hardy for the first time in my life. That joke of uh, Tyrus not knowing how to read was amazing. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, all right. Um, so, Eamon, what was your good this week? Uh, my good for this week was actually the main event. Uh, Jim Cardangle and Drew Galloway. Uh, I, like, uh, obviously it was a well-worked match, and it made me, you know, want to see... It, it, I'm, I'm, we've said not great things about Kurt Angle a lot, but... Um, you know, he was a very good wrestler, and, and you know he held his own in that match. I thought. Um, so to add on to that, however, I I don't agree with the ending. I, I personally, I feel like Drew Galloway could be the new face of the company. I like Drew Galloway. I think he's a talented wrestler. Uh, you know, as much as we make fun of him with the whole stand-up stuff, like I I think he's you know charismatic and and. You know, pretty he could be someone to be on the face of the company. I feel I was, you know, pretty upset when like uh, you know, he kinda got screwed over about for Glory. I think like him and him and E C three would have just been a better program instead of including all the stuff with the Hardys and like um, even like getting knocked out early in the title tournament, like I feel like Galloway's, you know, done pretty well in TNA and deserves to be, you know, raised up a bit more and a win over angle could have could have done that. So while I disagree with the ending, I do think it was a pretty good match. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun to watch. I still don't exactly know the point of the Kurdango retirement tour. Um, I hope something develops with it. But for the first match, it was a, re- it was a really fun match. Uh-huh. Garza, what you, would you think of the main event? Oh, the main event was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to talk about it later on in the show because it's part of my other options, but... Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. My, okay. I want to go. So going with my my good of the week, um, I'm gonna give it to the beer bash. Oh really? Yeah, huh? beer, the beer, <laughs> beer bash. Uh, By the way, whenever we disagree with Garza from now on, we are going to say only the word "huh." <laughs> uh, the, there was there were two. Things in particular that I love about the, the beer bash, and the first one was that uh, straight up, the first thing that was said was Ruth saying, "I'm sorry for fucking you over that time you won the title." <laughs> and like considering their whole feud for the last two or three years was about that, I fucked you up. I, I really, really appreciated that they they talked about it. And second, I'm. It was funny, and I'm gonna be honest. Not even Eric Young and Bram were annoying during the sh- the, the segment, so I'll give them that. Personal and and obviously it's just a matter of I think like you know opinion. Obviously, but like personally, I thought Eric, I thought Eric Young and Bram were pretty funny. I think Eric Young is very unintentionally funny. I think uh, at times. Um, I th- going back to my word, and and I, I just felt the jokes really bombed. And the ones, the, the James Storm, like, Bobby Roode jokes, like how they were doing the whole, like, 
I'm sorry thing back and forth, and he said something about his hat and blaming on his dog or something. Like, it, I feel like it kind of bombed, at least with the crowd. Like, it was just kind of, like, I don't know. It that, that also might have had to do with placement on the show. Maybe. Yeah, no, and the crowd. The crowd was terrible. Well, they... <laughs> they, they get worse. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I thought the beer bash was okay. I mean, I don't agree with what happened after the beer bash. I don't agree with uh, them dropping the belt off of Rude. I fear that was coming, though. Like, I, I think we we can all agree that the only reason beer money is back is so they can feud with the Wolves. Yes. So, <laughs> dropping the title was inedible. Yeah. I, I, just find it, I just find it funny that, like, the first night they're back together and, and Bobby Roode, like, loses his championship. Uh-huh. Like, like, going back to the whole thing we said last week about how, like, you didn't really need to reform beer money. Yeah, like, they could have just been friends again. Like, they didn't have to reform the whole tag team and everything. They could have just been buddies. And start and, drinking. Yeah, exactly, and could have put the Rude. past behind them. Like, yeah, Root have been sober for two or three years now. <laughs> as soon as he started drinking, he lost the title. He's a good friend of Bill W. Yeah, it's all connected. I, I will say one one more thing with that that segment was how like a ag- like weirdly aggressive beer money was towards Eric Young. Just the whole like 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 James Storm just doing the whole suck on my beer bottle line, <laughs> and then and then Bobby like can, like not finding other words to describe Eric Young other than little bitch constantly. Yeah. It was just like, uh okay. Well, I mean, they, they were they were drunk, Eamon, so, I mean, you know. When you are dr- when you get drunk, you just call little people bitches and, and institute fellatio. I mean, that's what happens. I mean, it was pretty accurate for them, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so moving on, uh, we're going to go to my bad. My bad is the TNA World Title Scene. Hey. Yeah. Um, I figured. Yeah, yeah. This is the other side of the coin, where as great as that first segment was, and it was, then we had Matt Hardy, and I, I'm not even going to get into the Anderson thing because I figure that is one of your bads. And I'm not going to steal that from you. I'm going to talk about uh, his interaction with EC3. And this is one of the biggest things I hate in professional wrestling. When someone who you very much know is not leaving a company is going to say he's he's going to put his career on the line. Because it eliminates all drama from the match. All of it. Mm -hmm. Like, is Matt Hardy leaving TNA? Nope then he's obviously going to win the belt. And that is the worst possible thing. Like, there, there's no... Like, even in character, there's no reason for, e, for EC3 to accept that match. There's no reason for it. I mean, I guess if he wants to end Matt Hardy, but like... But, I, but, but he has everything to lose and nothing to gain. That's true. Like, I, getting rid I, of Matt Hardy... He's already done that. He's beaten him. He doesn't have to deal with Matt Hardy. Well, I mean, technically he does, because Matt Hardy won't shut up about how he deserves a title shot, but that's... Matt Hardy won't die. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. It just... No, I, but, I agree with, but, I, but I agree with so you completely. I agree with you completely, though, because it's like, does anyone... Sorry, does anyone here think EC3 is winning next week? 
and and also also, uh, we just had a whole fucking tournament. Yeah, like a whole goddamn tournament. Remember when we said that how? I'm sorry, I'm peeking, but Jesus Christ, we had a whole three and a half month tournament to crown a new champion, and now we're gonna get two new champions in a month. Remember when we said uh, that them doing the finals as EZV versus Matt Hardy was a waste of the entire tournament? Like, this is, a, <laughs> this is the, even the a bigger the, waste. The winner of the tournament dropping the belt in two weeks. Yeah. It's an even bigger waste. I I just wonder, like, are they just doing the story that they wanted to do if they could have done fresh tapings from October to December? Maybe. Because, Maybe. because I would bet my last dollar that Dixie Carter wanted Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy at Bound for Glory in goddamn Carolina, and then Jeff Hardy had to be an idiot and break his damn leg, so we couldn't do that. So now, fuck it, let's do it now, when there's nothing to build it for. Yep. Matt Hardy doesn't even come off as a heel in this situation. He just comes off as a sore loser. He just, like... You're not. You shouldn't be out healing EC3. EC3 is the top heel in your company. The second heel is Mike Bennett or Eric Young. You should not be trying to out heal your top heel. That is not how a wrestling company is run. Yeah, I mean Jeff Hardy really in here is the top face in, in everything. Like as far as like this story goes. I mean, it, it, if you preclude Kurt Angle from that whole conversation. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'll tell you this though. I, I even though we all know what's gonna happen next week. I mean, I didn't uh, know until he said he was putting his career on the line. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the last man standing match. I mean, they're gonna change the title and keep uh, the young pin on some meta shit going on too. So, which is it, 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 it's more things telegraphing a title change. It's stupid. It's yeah, because the, the opening segment had EC3 showing a promising feud with Jeff Hardy, which I'm totally cool with because they've never had a feud before, and I think that would be a really fun match. Uh-huh. They even foreshadowed the Tyrus angle of it all, which would be amazing. And they had a segment with Mike Bennett that was really pretty interesting. Like I kind of like those two clashing personalities. But we're going to throw all of it the fuck away and give Matt Hardy a belt. Again. Yeah, it's like we're going to... Just because the, he trots out his kid. It's like there's three different ways to go with this story right now with EC3, and now we're just going to backtrack. Yep. Yeah, not, it's, to, not to mention, you could have EC3 run this all the way until like Kurt Angle decides he wants to leave and say, Hey, Kurt, you know what? You're on your farewell tour. How about I give you a title match? But if you lose, it's your last night in TNA. Boom! You have EC3 get rid of Kurt Angle. Give him that Shawn Michaels rub that he got when he got rid of Ric Flair. I mean, come on. There's so many things to do with EC3. He is the most interesting character you have on your program. And you still want him losing to the least interesting character on your program. And yes, I'm in, I'm saying Matt Hardy is less interesting than the Wolves. And you guys <laughs> know how I feel oh, yeah. about the Wolves. Yeah, well, you know... Uh, well, well. Speaking of speaking of uh, least interesting, <laughs> we're going to your bad, Eamon? My bad for this week. 
Um, okay, backstory here. Uh, when we wait, 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 is it is it story time with Eamon Payton? It's it's story time. Are you gonna give us a book report? <laughs> yes. Uh, when we finished last week's episode, um, the Midweek War reviewing, uh, Impact. Um, me, I don't give a shit about spoilers for Impact, so I read the spoilers, and I read what the what the person who wrote the spoilers said was a quote. Terrible segment that they should just cut from the show, which isn't wrong. Um, and I read it, and I said to myself and to these guys, this could be the worst segment of 2016, and we've, we're two weeks into the year. Like, <laughs> um, and yeah, it was, it was this segment. Uh, this segment was bad, yes. You know what the worst part is? They cut stuff from this segment. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you saying there is, there is a director's cut? This is the, this is the, this is the best result that they could have put out of this segment after and, editing. And this is from TNA, who doesn't cut anything. They, they, don't, they don't cut yep. Chris Hemi messing up words. They don't cut Pope and Josh's commentary when they clearly just get things wrong. They don't cut anything. They 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 do cut uh, Mr. Anderson telling Rebby Sky that she should be on Valium or Xanax or some other kind of pill. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's they really? didn't include that for obvious reasons because that's fucking terrible. Um. Uh, this is a side note. I once chanted, you love Somas at Matt Hardy during an independent match. Well. <laughs> and Rebby Sky was none too thrilled about that. Yeah, well. <laughs> she was ringside. I, I she think, gave I, me dirty looks. I don't know if you should have admitted that. You are, I, I, love, I like you way more than I like Ken Anderson's. <laughs> but, um, I, can, can I ask a question? Can I ask a question about this segment? Go ahead. Um, now, I'm not one to hate on babies. I love. <laughs> I am. I, I love. <laughs> we know this. You wanted to see Sasha Banks kick Izzy in the face. We know this. Uh, yes. I'm not. One, I'm not one to hate on babies. I work in a toy store. I love babies. I love children. Not in that way, but you know what I mean. Um, why? Why was Rebby and Maxwell there? <laughs> for, for, he said I'll nothing go. during the segment. I, I mean, say, great, if Maxwell spoke during the segment, that would have been a highlight. It would have been immediate. Like, like if he told Ken Anderson to shut up, or if his first word was asshole, that would have been great. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why when they were there, so Ken Anderson could make a volume joke to Rebby Sky that they cut. Like, uh, uh, like I said. Again, sustaining my theory from from last week's show, that is a prop baby. That is got. That is not <laughs> Matt Hardy's actual baby. There's no possible way. Um, I forgot about prop baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only note that I wrote of this segment was uh, I just noted great iMovie preset music, Ken. Oh. That, that was literally his. The theme song for his new talk show 
is literally an iMovie preset sound. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I'm gonna do you one better on that. I listen to a podcast that uses that sound as the yeah, because it's because it's it's free media. I, I listen to a podcast like I listened. I I tweeted the um. You couldn't get uh, Billy Corgan to get one of his find one of his weird friends to like contribute a song for this. Yeah, you couldn't do Doll to write a song called Huh? Huh? The, the worst thing is that. Ken Anderson's music was the only thing I ever liked about Anderson, and they took it away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and second of all, naming your show Huh doesn't make an ounce of sense. Well, all right, see, I I, I understand what he was trying to do. I understand what he was trying to do, yes. If you listen to um, one of our cousin podcasts, Panel Riot, DJ Lunchbox ends every show with when next week I will have hopefully thought of a catchphrase. No. And that is his catchphrase. He's trying to do an anti-title title. I get that's I don't think that's going. what he's doing. No, I think it is. I think he's, he's trying to just co I think he's just trying to co-op Steve Austin, but he's taking like the worst part of the whole Steve Austin run, which is him creating a chant that people chant in the middle of sentences during promos. Uh, that's like, what's similar to what? Huh? Like... If he, if he called it who, his, his guest could have been Jim Neidhart. Jesus. Like, it was the worst... Like, and, Mr., and going back to bombing, Mr. Anderson is so terrible. He's the worst. <laughs> He's not a good improv guy. He's awful. Yeah. Yeah, like, that whole thing, like, you can tell there was no script at all for it. Yeah, it was, there was No script. There was one bullet point, Matt Hardy has an announcement later. And, that was and the only point. Why is, as much as I hate Mr. Anderson, why is he suddenly a heel? Like, I know Matt Hardy's a heel, but he was being a heel, being like, so you dropped the ball. I was actually going to ask you so that. I wasn't sure if Anderson was a heel or not. Because his gimmick is being an asshole, but... Here he oh. was being like extra asshole. It was I don't I don't know anymore. There's so many talented people in TNA, even talented people that bring in like Mike Bennett and stuff like that. Where you don't need Mr. Anderson. No, no one needs Ken Anderson for anything. No one needs Ken Anderson. Go back to 2007 <laughs> when that that point your stick was outdated. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Garza, what's your bad for this week? Well, funny thing that Eamon ended his uh, section with talented people. Because I don't know if you guys saw uh, a vignette for this girl called Raquel. (laughs) (laughs) She really wants to fuck that ladder. Okay, so I don't know. Rubbing herself on that ladder for no reason. Have you guys seen who this Raquel chick is? I, I heard who Oh, I heard who it was. Someone, I was live tweeting it, and uh, so, I commented on the segment, and someone told me who it was. I'm like, oh, no. So it's it's Gabby from Tough Enough. Mm-hmm. So that's not, that's not even my bad. Here's my bad. The knockouts, I don't have a problem with their stories. But you don't? The chicks, no, not really. I mean, it's like... 1999 storylines, but 
whatever. But the chicks suck at wrestling. They all suck at wrestling. They don't all suck. At not wrestling. all of them. Not all. Not all. Not all. They're, they're just they, always they, combined with no, the they have, one they, have, they can't wrestle. They have no, no, no. Yeah, we have yeah, yeah. Marty Bell is actually decent, decent? outside yeah. of TNA. Uh, it's same with Madison Rain. Outside of TNA, same, they're actually same with Kong. But uh, their wrestling in TNA is not good. So my my, my back here is that you're bringing a chick that WWE, who doesn't really care about how good you are as long as you're hot, rejected. <laughs> So, why the fuck are you hiring chicks that can't wrestle for shit? And who knows? Maybe she learned some stuff. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully. I, I haven't seen her since. And I think she's a student from Lance Storm. Well, I assumed that everyone on Tough Enough, with a few exceptions, like ZZ and Sarah and all that stuff, were better at wrestling, especially the ones who said they had training before. That they were just like trained differently, so it, they looked worse. Keep in mind, there's a lot of people in that tough enough season, including Gab, I think Gabby, who got cut solely because America was like, hey, we're gonna keep ZZ in. Well, um, didn't one yeah. of them already make their TNA debut? Uh, I think uh, Chelsea Green. Yeah, Chelsea was on the one night only paper. Which, which they don't like, which they kind of don't really mention at all. Like, like. Like I found it weird that Mike Bennett in his promo was like, "I'm making my debut next week." I'm like, "No, you're not, sir. You made your debut." Did you make it at the pay per view? Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I'll, I'll say this in, inside a complete spoiler. I think I think we kind of knew this as well, just with the state of TNA after you know when they moved to Pop. Uh, she's not the only one. They're going to be bringing in some new knockouts. Uh, there are uh, there's one there's one specifically that I'm excited for. Um, I think there's a couple more as well. Um, that, that's a, that's the thing. Like, if you're putting money to people, I mean, put money on people that's good or that's already trained. Like, I'm guessing Cherry Bomb is coming in because Pepper Park's already debuted. So I'm I'm excited for Cher- for Cherry Bomb. Mm-hmm. But like with the money that you're putting on Gabby, just I don't know. Get anyone else from Shine or from Shimmer. The, 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 the one I'm excited about, I'll say, is a reputable talent that, that's coming in. Um, okay. So I'm. There's some good. There's some cool stuff that's coming. Um, again, the Raquel gimmick is so vague. It's just like she, like she, there's a shadow of a woman who's like rubbing her butthole against the ladder. And like, we already have someone like that. <laughs> Velvet Sky, is she, she going to view with Velvet Sky over who can rub their ass on things more? <laughs> oh my god, Eamon, they're going to they're gonna have an asshole rubbing match. Like this, and, 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 and she said she was, didn't she say she was coming to get retribution or something? It's like, I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. Alright, uh, right. uh, so my change this week, and um... Is it the main event? I, <laughs> there, there's a few <laughs> things I'd change. Um, I would change just the six-man tag that we had. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Quote, quote, from, quote from Josh Matthews. It looks out of place to see DJZ teaming with these guys. Dot, dot, dot. 
Um, That's because it was out of place for DJZ to be teaming on the guy who almost murdered him when he broke up the bromance. Yeah. Like, I mean, granted, they paid it off, but the Wolves and Tigre Uno never need to team together. Like, I get it. They're your champions. How about, since they're your champions, book them in stories. Like, and again, like we were saying with the One Night Only pay-per-view, hey guys, guess who else showed up with the One Night Only pay-per-view? The Hurricane. Again. Oh wait, did he really? I didn't watch it. Yeah. Of course he fucking did. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I... I thought sorry, they were just going to drop I honestly thought they were just going to drop that thing. <laughs> yeah, like, I thought they were going to drop a lot happen. of stuff. I thought they were going to drop a lot of stuff. I'm actually excited about Hurricane versus Tigre Uno. But fucking follow up with it. Yeah, like, they have these two other divisions that they're doing literally nothing with. Mm-hmm. They're doing absolutely nothing with them. Granted, they don't have any other tag teams to do a tag team division, but at least pretend that Jesse and Eli are a somewhat tag team. Like, I don't know. It just, it just didn't make any sense. Can I, can, I, can I take two more of my notes for that match? Absolutely, Eamon. Uh, I also noted uh, on his entrance, so Tigre Uno's shoulder is taped. <laughs> a lot. And I know back when the Bound for Glory series, or the Bound for Glory series, the World Title series was happening, Josh was mentioning that Tigre injured his shoulder at the Bound for Glory event, but he didn't have his shoulder taped in any of his matches. Fucking whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then it's almost like some of this stuff was taped out of order, Eamon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also just noted that as the, they're trying to hype Eli Drake at one point, and they're just they're just talking about how Eli Drake shows up shirtless with a gallon of gallon jug of water, riveting. <laughs> they're just like he he works out shirtless. He comes to his building shirtless with a gallon jug of water. Who does that? I I saw three. Who people. cares? I, I legitimately saw three people at the gym today just roll in with gallon jugs of water. I'm yeah, like, but isn't like, that pretty much what people do now? They do that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But yeah, those are my only notes for that match. Uh, Alright. Um, Garza, what's, what was your change? Uh, well, Eamon, you already kind of mentioned it throughout the show. Uh... I'm not really sure where the angle of Farewell Tour is going to take us. Uh, if there was one man that should have defeated Angle throughout this t- tour, that was Drew Galloway. And so it's it's not that big of a change. I would just give the, the win to Galloway. I think I think he needs wins. He hasn't done shit. <laughs> <laughs> he he lost the title. Then he lost the World Title Series and. He lost an angle, so he, he's been the stupidest wrestler in TNA over the past yeah. six months. So he he needs to get some wins. Yeah, like he Drew Galloway is a guy that couldn't even put together a team of five guys for Team TNA. Yep, they had to rely on Bram deciding on his own to come down and help save TNA. Oh yeah. god! All right. So was was there anything else from Impact? That oh, we, I, I also I also have a change. Okay. Oh, I I thought that was your change. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, my change for this week actually comes from the opening match, and I just noted 
man, this match would be great if Shinron got anything in this match. No, I thought I thought I thought Jeff made Shinron look good. Shinron got like <laughs> Shinron got like one kick in. Shinron was doing stuff that he, like Jeff would keep missing or countering. Like and then I thought that was you know, I thought that was good crafting because it showed how Jeff is pretty much a veteran against a, a rookie like Shinron. <laughs> but I think Shinron got his like ability in. He may mm-hmm. not have. Got in like like actual offense, but he got his flip and shit in. And uh, I think yeah, for the exhibition, he's that's the perfect thing to introduce him. Yeah, I well, here's the thing. I hope it's a long term thing because I feel like if you had him go more competitively and maybe a bit longer even with Jeff Hardy, here's an idea: don't do the Anderson thing. Put more <laughs> put time from that into this match because. Here's the thing, because Shinron's from Chikara, and he's, you know, a very talented individual. Like, he's honestly very innovative. Like, the stuff he does really, like, amazes me at times. That would have been a really cool, like, if they gave him more of a competitive match and maybe, like, had him... Obviously, Jeff's going to beat him, but, like, have him kind of do more, you know? Especially, we mentioned there's not a lot of tag teams. There's also not a lot of X-Division guys. That's true. There's Tigre, uh, uh, DJZ, and Mandrews. Manic just left TNA. So, like, you know, you could always use more guys. I hope the Shinron thing is, I hope he's a, a permanent stay there because he's very talented. Um, but I think if you want to introduce somebody like that, have him go a bit more competitive with Jeff, you know? Also, I think it's kind of funny that we're now two weeks plus a pay-per-view in. There's been no sign of Mahabali Shira. Oh no! no sign. There has been no sign of him at all, and he was advertised for the pay per view. Yeah, he wasn't. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I was, I was literally just bringing it up as a conversation piece. I'm not mad about it at all. It may be the smartest move TNA's made. (laughs) Yes. Hopefully, you didn't jinx it. (laughs) Damn it. Well, Eamon, you've read spoilers. Have I jinxed it? You know, um, you know what's happening for TNA's next month and a half of program. Actually, that's true, and I don't think we have jinxed it. Yes! <laughs> awesome! Yeah. Uh, they they literally just brought him in to eventually make a heat. Because they were planning on... Because they were plan- Well, I think they were also brought him in because they were planning on eventually doing an indie tour, and it just fell through. Yeah, they are going to give him the title in India. That maybe they were good. No, because honestly, like if EC3 should have lost his first match, it should have been in the finals of that tournament. I don't care who what, who it was to. Yeah. It should have been in the finals of the tournament. Now it just seems tainted. It's like Nikki Bella getting to 300 days and then losing. Pretty much. All right. Um. Okay. So where would you guys rank Impact this week? I remembered. I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Eamon, where did you rank Impact this week? So, even though uh, we had Huh and the, and the knockouts, I'm actually gonna give it number one. I thought what it was is wrong with you. No, it was. You even said it. Like, it was a great show. I, I like, said it was a decent show. Don't 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 put words in my mouth. No, no, no. Decent for you equals like awesome for me. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was number one for me. Uh, we had 
the main event was awesome, and the main title scene was pretty decent. Awesome promos, so number one for me. God damn it. All right, Eamon, where'd you rank it? Uh, it's my number three this week. Like I said, there's some good stuff here. Um, there was some bad stuff here. And I think yeah, to, the bad stuff is enough to knock it down to three. Like, it's not like semi, uh, it's whatever stuff. Like, it's... Huh. Huh, guys. <laughs> that, that really happened. Um, yeah, so it's my number three. All right, I'm going to give it number two this week. Um, wow, we're all across the board. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, honestly, uh, the, the show I ranked number three didn't really give me anything that I needed to see. Um, this The first segment of, of TNA sold me. I, I was really, really impressed with it. Of course, that was all undone by the later... <laughs> by the later things that they did on the same episode. But the main event was really good. Uh, Kurt Angle and Drew Galloway, I don't see the point, but it was a really well-worked match. Um, and I I like I like Mike Bennett being used in this company better than I like Mike Bennett being used in another company. Mm. So, <laughs> we'll get to that. There's actually two crossover people this week. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to those other people on the other... Uh, the other segments of the midweek war. Um, before, before you close the show, uh, uh, last week I was saying how I wasn't really happy about Kong jo- joining the the dollhouse, and now that I've saw that I've seen uh, two promos of awesome Kong talking and being a black sassy woman, I'm in. Let's see what you got. Really? Yes. This is the this is the first oh. time I've seen development out of. Awesome Kong. Even when she was in WWE, she was still Awesome Kong. But it's and not like it's not, it's not even development though. It's just like a completely different thing from what we've been given. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's okay because I've, I've been seeing the same Awesome Kong since she was in Japan and Shimmer. But, so, but the thing I'm, about it is, I'm willing to embrace it. The thing about it is with Awesome Kong, if she's gonna join the Dollhouse, have her join the fucking Dollhouse. Change okay, I do not want to see. I do not want to see gear? Awesome Kong in a tutu. You don't have I to. Not, you can change uh, her gear where it's not the same exact gear she was wearing when she was with Raisha Saeed. Well, well, they changed. They can. They kind of changed Mia Yim's gear. Like she's actually wearing kind of her regular gear now, as opposed to yep. like a, a, you know, skirt or whatever. Like, I will say the one thing. Bell too. Mario Bell as well. Um, I like what. I like that they're giving Jade a bit more. I hate even mm-hmm. calling her Jade, but I like that they're giving her a bit more. Like they gave her the win, they're putting over her finish. Like, yeah. that's cool. Like I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, She's honestly, doing a package pal driver. What do with a package pal driver? And, and like Josh Matthews called it something weird. I couldn't even remember. Like he said, like. Yeah, Oh, he called it a small package cradle pile drive. I, I just assume Josh Matthews is always incorrect about everything. It's um, a good way to... Yeah, that, I, I do think it makes Kong look a little weak, though. Because she's gone, how okay long, with that. she's gone how long in her career without really needing backup, and now not only does she have backup, but she's claiming that she put together the dollhouse. I'm like, no, the dollhouse was put together to destroy you. <laughs> like I, I mean that that's I'm okay with like that. we said I mean, last week. It's like Hulk Hogan joining the Dungeon of Doom. 
and then say, I started this whole thing, brother. Second can, second week in a row that we've made a Dungeon of Doom dollhouse comparison. To be fair, it's the same comparison, and it won't end. And I, I'm not saying I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so Garza, where can the good people of the internet find you? You can find me at DW Revolution for the Twitter, so you can find me at DWRestlingRevolution.com. And you can also go to Patreon and look up WMS and join Patreon. Give those guys a dollar. Uh, there's also a panel right there. You can go give those guys a dollar. Uh, I don't know which other shows we have on Patreon, but just go give people dollars because who needs dollars? <laughs> also, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming you. And the other side of the camera won the Powerball, so give us dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Single dollars. Give us yeah, all the Canadian, dollars. American dollars. <laughs> I like how you say American with, with, with the rolling R's. That's good. Um, yeah, also, Mayhem Mania is upon us, folks. Patreon subscribers are going to get advantages. Last year, the last week of Mayhem Mania was all Patreon subscribers. If you if you like what we're doing in Mayhem Mania, but you want to change it, give us dollars. <laughs> give us ad you we're only doing it for three months. You have to give us three dollars. That's it. That's it. And yeah. you can make any changes you want. If you want to see I'm not even going to spoil any matches I want to make. But if you want to see some crazy shit, if you want to take Jericho out of that fucking suit like Sorg wants, you can do it. If you want him to be top-notch ponytail Jericho from 1998, I'm pretty sure Mainstream Matt will let you do it. Uh, if you want to make him wear that stupid tie he wore on Monday, go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> Fair point, Eamon. All right. Um, Eamon, where can the good people in the internet find you? They can find me on Twitter at Eamon2Please, and they can also find the wrestling organization that I work for, Inspire Pro Wrestling, on Twitter at Inspire Pro Res. we got a big event coming up this Sunday. Uh, go check us out on there for more information. All right, and you can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machines. I do live tweets of just about every show we cover on the Midweek War. Um, also... Next week, the Total Divas wrap-up is returning, folks. If you need relationship advice from Jen Carlins, she will give it to you, whether you like it or not. Um, That is returning. Next week, we are going to have friend of the show, friend of this show, Krista Joseph. He is going to be on the Wrestling Mayhem Show proper on Tuesday nights. If you have any Lucha Underground questions, Email them to goodtimes at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. I know I have a lot of questions. I'm sure Garza and Eamon have a lot of questions. I just saw the second trailer, and I'm losing my shit. I know. Garza is wearing a hoodie to hide his giant erection for the Lucha Underground trailer. (laughs) We we have so many questions. We are in the two, less than two weeks until we get new Lucha Underground up in our fucking faces, and God bless America that that's going to be happening. Um, also, <laughs> God bless America that Mexican Lucha is on TV. Yeah. Yes! Because if there's one thing we need, it's more Mexican product in America. Yes! Yes. Fuck you, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> there are no rapists in Lucha Underground. Maybe Mario the Maybe Mario the Maybe Mario the Maybe Mario the 
Where is this turned? <laughs> I was trying to get to a Murray the Moth joke, Damon, <laughs> and then I was going to say, wait, he's American, so technically that's not even accurate. God, I, I, don't, I don't like where this is going. I just hope Sexy Star's okay. That's all. I mean, judging by the trailer, she looked like she was okay. Sexy Star was lifting 300 pounds. What the? She's going to beat the fuck out of a moth. That's all yeah. I know. It's going to be great. All right. Uh, so, for Amon Payton, for Antonio Garza, for Mario the Moth, why not? This has been your impact version of the Midweek War. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.